Hello, babies. It's Cherise Johnson Moore. How are you doing today? I'm here for your weekly daily devotionals for the week of April the 26th through the 30th, 2021. Our topics today, we will be talking about Have I Loved, Waiting on the Lord, and Enduring Heart, Children, and Jesus Hands. These are your topics for the week of the 26th to the 30th for April 2021. Listen and enjoy, babies. to everyone. Hi, Sharice Johnson Moore here for your weekly daily devotional for April 26, 2021. Topic for today is, Have I Loved? Have I Loved? Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. Isaiah 53, 1 and 2 Have I ever desired you, Lord, or have I desired what you do for me? This is a hard question, but one I need to search. My desire to know you has become a side job. Loving you has not been my goal. I have only been seeking the benefits of knowing you, not the relationship. Father, if it is your will, show me my blindness. Remove the scales from my eyes and plant in me an insatiable thirst to know and love you. I grow easily offended. I treat quiet time as an inconvenience. I am critical towards others and I am only interested in the usefulness of Jesus. This selfish mind Sets and hearts scares me, Lord. Forgive me, though I do not deserve forgiveness. You are a great, just, and merciful God who sent hope into the world. There is no other story more powerful or humbling than the gospel. I pray that I find beauty in Christ, beauty in himself, and not in what he does for me. Lord, I pray that you become my ultimate goal and the wonderful effects of loving you come second. Thank you for your son, your spirit on this earth, and the communion with you. Amen. Have I loved? Have I loved? 
This is your daily devotional for April the 26th, 2021. Please enjoy. Thank you. And your daily devotional topic is Waiting on the Lord Waiting on the Lord Truly my soul finds rest in God My salvation comes from Him Truly He is my rock and my salvation He is my fortress I will never be shaken Psalm 62, 1 and 2 Waiting requires patience. For most of us, patience is not an attribute that comes easily. Have you ever prayed for patience and then found yourself standing in the longest line at the checkout counter? Patience must be learned. Waiting also requires humility. Rather than barging ahead with our own solution, we defer to someone else instead. Waiting on the Lord is always the right choice. We must never forget the anchor of our souls. God promises to never leave us nor forsake us. Waiting on the Lord requires faith and patience, as well as constant prayer and discipline. We can wait with an expectancy that God will answer as he has promised. Seeking our own answers is not the solution. Throw all your trust on God to handle every situation in his perfect way. His timing is best. He is faithful and will never disappoint us. If you have not received clear direction from the Lord about something, Wait until you have clarity and peace before making a move. You will be glad you did. Dear Lord, it is so hard to wait on you in a world that seeks instant solutions. Help me to be as trusting as you are faithful. Amen. (laughs) Waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord takes a lot of patience. It does. Because we, we want we want everything right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. And sometimes that's not good for us to be. You know, sometimes it's not good for us to have, be impatient. Because sometimes the things that you wait for, that you're waiting for, needs to be put in place for you to have it. 
you know, sometimes God has to set things up for us to so we can get it right the first time. You know, and like you say, don't rush into judgment. Don't rush into making rushed rush decisions without consulting him first. You know, sometimes we want everything we want it, we want it now, you know. And Everything requires patience. So that's my word for y'all for today. Patience. Wait. Listen. Shut out the world. And have some patience. Okay? So, this is your word for April the 27th, 2021. Waiting on the Lord. Good morning, babies. How are y'all doing this morning? Okay. Sheree Johnson Moore here, and I wanted to say this is your daily devotional for April the 28th. 2021 an enduring heart an enduring heart in this you greatly rejoice even though now for a little while if necessary you have been distressed by various trials 1 Peter 1 and 6 My gracious Lord, I often ask what reason I have to rejoice when I am distressed by various trials. You remind me clearly through your word. I am born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1 and 3 knowing I am secure in your promise of my heavenly inheritance helps diminish my anxiousness. But I still struggle in my efforts to count it all joy when trials come upon me. Worry creeps in to spread doubt. Help me remember that trying to endure these ordeals without you by my side produces more uncertainty. I need to rely more on you and less on my own feeble attempts to resolve distressing situations. In James 5, 11, I read, We count those blessed who endure. You have heard of the endurance of Job and have seen the outcome of the Lord's dealings that the Lord is full of compassion and is merciful. Job's faith and moral integrity withstood tragedy upon tragedy. You were full of compassion and mercy for him and offered the same kind-heartedness to me as well. You are always there waiting for me to turn to you. Each test which produces endurance, strengthens my faith in you. 
I can endure as long as I have you next to me. Now, that gives me reason to rejoice. Amen. When you keep hope in your heart and you endure one thing after another, you endure that maybe the death of your loved ones, maybe you endured the death of your child, maybe you endured losing everything you got, maybe you 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 just when you see there is no way out of no way in some situations, but you still keep your faith. That's what it's about. That's how you stand tall with God. That you never lose your faith no matter what you're going through. I know it's hard sometimes. I, I've been there before too. Yes, I have. I've been there. Well, I didn't even think there was a God at one time. Because all the stuff I was going through. Then I had to sit down and reflect on myself. I said, is this something? <clears throat> and one day it hit me. One day it hit me. I said, am I doing... Am I doing this to myself? Am I causing all this pain to myself? Or is it, you know, or is this supposed to happen to me to make me stronger? You know, you could look at it either way. But sometimes God blesses us and we don't even, we, we ignore the blessing that's sitting in front of us because we want to go off and do other things. <clears throat> we think we know best. God is already God is already foreseen what He has for us to do, but we just have to listen. And enduring is part of the listening. It's part of the task, the test, the trial. We have to endure no matter what is thrown our way. That was a hard. That was a hard pill. That was a very hard pill for me to take. Because my test came when I lost the three most important people in my life right behind each other. You know, I didn't know what to do after my grandmother passed. I didn't know what to do with her house. I didn't know what to do with this. I didn't know. I just. I walked, I walked away from a lot of responsibility when she passed. Because it was not mine. It was passed on to somebody else that they had to learn too. It was time for them to learn a lesson. And I didn't want to interfere in the lesson. And then God says, step away. God says, step away. I want to control that situation. I want to take the reins and do everything. With it. But I had to endure. And endure sometimes means painful as it may be. You may have to step back and watch somebody else go through something that you know they're not prepared for. That's a part of endurance too. When you, everybody wants to claim that they've grown, they claiming that they've grown, and oh, I'm grown. I'm do this. I'm do this. Okay, well I'm gonna see if you've grown. Let's let me. I'm gonna let you see what grown people do. So I step back, step away from that situation and that stuff, and let God handle that. I said I'm not. I'm not doing that. I just can't. I can't hold their hand. I can't. 
nurse them at, the, at my breast anymore. I can't, I can't, um, and then I had, you know, my dad had to deal with him and he was in his own set of frame of mind. And I just, I just said, God said, step away. That's not your concern. That's not your, your lane. You can't control that. And now that I look back at that experience, I'm so glad I did step away. Cause there and now everybody's learned their lesson. You know, learned their lesson from what was going on with that situation. Endurance, sometimes me stepping away. Stepping away, taking your hands off of stuff and let it happen. Let it happen as it may. You know, let, let go of that God. Okay. So I want you to have endurance today. Endurance that is very much so needed in your life. We can't control everything. We shouldn't try to control everything. God has control. God is still in charge, okay? So, so now, you know, God is still in charge, okay? So, endurance is, 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 is good for the spirit. It makes you stronger, okay? So, when you want to be weak, think about something that'll make you strong. If I keep moving forward, if I keep working on my business, if I keep working on my children, if I keep working on this, if I keep working, that's what's in the back of my mind every day when I want to walk away from this business I have. I have those moments where I don't want to do it. I don't want to, I don't want to podcast. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to work on a basket. I don't want to write. I don't want to do nothing. Some days I had those days. Because sometimes it's good for me. I used to do that in the past. I used to walk away from stuff and say, I, I, that's not my problem. And God says, no, it's an assignment I have for you. So can you please finish it, please? Can you finish this assignment that I have given only you and you only? Just you. I just want you to do this one thing. So can you stand on your stand? Can you just stand for me? Now, if Jesus did it for us on the cross, I know I can do it. That's what brings me back to reality, bring me back into that mindset of I can do this. Jesus Christ went died on the cross for me. They hung him high, stretched him wide. And if you've ever seen the Passion of the Christ, I remember the first time I saw that, right? Passion of the Christ. And Passion of the Christ made me cry my butt off. Let me tell you, especially with the cat of nine tails. Oh, like, ow. And I know it was a movie, y'all. I know it was a movie. I, I know. I know. But it's nothing like seeing it in in in, in, in action. It's nothing, I mean, I know it was a movie. But you just think about it for a minute. If Jesus Christ endured the cat of nine tails, then he has to walk this long journey just to get nailed to a cross. Child, let me tell you something. <laughs> that is something to endure. And then get nailed to a cross with your hands and then your feet and just hung there. And you know how your body's weight and then you got your arms and Everything is just is laid there, and it's and you got to endure this pain of just your arms is nailed out. You're hanging there, and your feet are 
bound in one nail through your feet like that. And that's like, ouch. That ain't ouch. That's an old Lord. Jesus Christ can do that. I know I can endure more than what I'm doing. I know I can go further than what I'm doing. I know I can do more than what I'm doing. When you think of it that way. So please, have some endurance today. I love y'all. Bye. Later. Good morning, Sharice Johnson Moore here. How are you doing? I just want to say that we are in another day. <laughs> we are in another day for April the 29th, 2020, 2021. Today's the daily devotional topic is children. Yeah, I said it, children. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Matthews 19, 14. Jesus showed great love and compassion for children. In fact, Jesus commanded their simple faith and humility while exhorting adults to follow their example. Children should never be hindered from coming to him. It is crucial that all children are introduced to to Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Most of us have some contact with children, our own children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, and neighbors. Do we look for opportunities to pass God's truths on to them? Do we take them to church, Sunday school, or vacation Bible study, Bible study or school? Is our behavior consistent with what we profess to believe? Children can understand the simple message of the gospel found in John 3.16. But God so loved the world that he gave his, his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We must examine our own hearts. Are we approaching Jesus with childlike humility and faith? These are prerequisites for salvation. Let's set a godly example in word and deed to the children in our spheres of influence. Dear Lord, help me to be a good example to the children in my life. May they see humility in me and place their faith in you. Amen. What are we showing our children? What are we showing our children about God? Are we taking them to church? Do we even go to church? Um, do we even go to Bible study? Do we, you know, do we, or are we just passing by the church? 
or the church that we used to go to as kids and now we have fallen out with the church because something happened at church and you didn't feel like you were done right in church now you want to hold that against the church i'm just keeping it real so um you know we have to we have to look at that what examples are we showing to our children as that we interact with daily do we have prayer with them are we teaching them prayers are we teaching them night prayer like go to bed prayer are we teaching them the simple simple like when i was a kid when i was a kid the one thing that that main one the main 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 one in the bible was the 20 23rd song the lord is my shepherd i shall not want you know i had to i had to learn it and recite it in church at a program one time my grandma said uh, my grandma, my granddad made me sit down, learn it, and recite it in front of them without the words, without the Bible in my hand, and I got it. You know what? What are we teaching them? Are we just, or are we just teaching them words in this Bible and not applying them to our own lives? Or we want to teach them about God, but are we sitting down actually showing them what God has done? Are we sharing our stories of triumph over trials and tribulations with what God has brought them through? Sometimes you got to break it down to you. Sometimes you got to break it down to them like that. You got to break it down to them. Well, it was this time that such and such happened. And I didn't know what going to happen, and I have faith. And then you explain what faith is, and it's it's. You have to take out time to open their minds up to Christ. Teach them about Christ, about what these words are in this book that they're reading. Not just book, not just another book to read. And not just words in the page. Okay, are you living these words in the page, on the paper? You know, that was one of the things I think I like I said, haven't been always been a great mother. And that was one of the things that I did not teach my children about the Bible, about God, about who he was, who Jesus Christ was, about any of that. I didn't teach them none of that. I didn't teach them none of that. You know, and hey, you know, now it's like I want to talk about it all the time and I want to do this and I, and I want to explain this to them and I want to get, it's never too late to learn about God. That's one thing. It's never too late to learn about him, about Jesus Christ, about God, about all these words in that book, about all the passages. I mean, since becoming a, since becoming a minister and really taking this thing seriously with my relationship with God, it has made, it's more important to me that I teach them now than when they uh, when I'm on my deathbed and I want to start talking about God. No, I want to teach them now. When I have some grandchildren, I want to, I said it, grandchildren. <laughs> when I have grandchildren, I'm going to sit down and teach them about it too. Teach him, teach him or her about uh, who Jesus Christ is. Um, not just because he's down the cross. I want to teach them all the, all the words, the facets in this book. What are we teaching our children about Christ or Christ-like behavior? So, 
take out some time today and just you might want to just teach them the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want teach them what is a the Lord is my shepherd he's a shepherd okay what is a shepherd and what is a want I shall not want make that correlate and that could be one that could be a beginning of a lesson I just didn't think about that see how that came to me Jesus how you could take one passage in the book and you can make it a whole lesson. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does a shepherd do? What is his purpose? What is his, what is his, what is his purpose? Yeah, I said it. What is his purpose? Shepherd leads and guides. Okay. Then you go into maybe, okay, I shall not want. The shepherd over, over, oversees or looks over his sheep. I'm a sheep. I'm a sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. He's my shepherd. He's leading and guiding me in the way that he, he that God has placed him to, that God has placed him to, God has placed him to go. What does a shepherd do? He oversees the sheep. What is a sheep? A sheep is a sheep is a correlation to um a congregant. A parishioner, someone that is underneath the shepherd, someone that the shepherd, and then the and then the the congregant or the uh, the uh, person, you know, it just just you know you know what I'm it's is that way for me. That's how I think about when I would lead lead a lesson to teach a child and how to introduce them to Christ. I'll start with one, one that one chapter, the 23rd song, and go from there. And then and I'll maybe it's just me. That's how God leads my brain to work. But take our time today and take a child under your wing. Take your grandkids, take your grand, your, your son or daughter, and take out the time to teach them about God. Not everybody believes in God. Okay, that's a topic for another day. But for those that are believers, take out the time to teach your children about God. I don't know. You might want to make a lesson plan about it. Hold your own Sunday school. And then do a Zoom class or something. That's how my mind works, y'all. That's how my mind works. Where I go from one thing to another thing, and I put all these things, these narratives together. Like my, like my basket. But anyway, so take our time to um, teach a child today. All right, babies. Y'all have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Good morning, babies. Hi. Sharice Johnson Moore here for April the 30th. 2021, okay? April 30th, 2021. Today's topic is Jesus' hands. Jesus' hands. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Isaiah 49, 16. Precious Lord, 
I know this scripture is directed to the people of Zion, but I believe it is also for all of us who trust in you. In Isaiah's day, they thought you had forsaken them, but the prophet spoke the words you gave him to remind them and me how impossible that would be. Verse 15 says that even though a woman might forget her baby, you will never forget me. I can't imagine any mother forgetting her own child. You must have said that to show us how impossible it would be for you to forget us. I can do nothing but bow before you in awe and worship when I think about how amazing this is. You engraved my name in the palms of your hands, Lord Jesus, when you were crucified with nails driven into your palms. You remembered everyone who would ever turn to you. The scars on your hands are a continual reminder of how much you care. Each time I think of what you endure, I remember your indescribable love for me and that you will never forget me. It's more than my mind can comprehend, but my heart swells in adoration. I don't know the words to thank you for such an amazing love, but I owe myself up to you. Trusting that your name will be eternally inscribed in, on my life. Amen. <laughs> Jesus hands. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. It reminds me of that song by, um, what's her name, the girl, Tasha Cobb, Leonard. He knows my name. He knows my name. He knows the day I'm born. He knows the minute I'm born. He knows who I'm born to, what race I'm going to be, what nationality I'm going to be. Am I going to be a boy or girl? He knows everything about me. His, his, his My information is in on his palms. God knows, God knows everything about us. And the palms of Jesus' hands where the nails were nailed into his hands, he remembers. He remembers every facet, every name, every name. He knows my name. You know, who can can we say anybody else knows us like that? No, we can't. Jesus' hands were gentle, kind, giving. You see all the things Jesus did in his time of 33 years here. He did not have a bad word to say or a bad gesture to do anymore. He not did a bad gesture, did not um uh come out his mouth sideways on people and he told it like it was but he gave it to you in a nice way but no one knows you like Jesus 
No one knows you, knows knows all about you, knows, you know, it's, he knows all about our struggles. How I brood him more and more, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, just to take him at his word. You know, it's so many things that God knows about us that we don't even know about ourselves. Jesus' hands. He fed a multitude. You know, the fish and loaves of bread and the multitude, 5,000, and plus, you might have, the crowd might have been bigger than that. Jesus has done so many things in his time and day. Turn the water into wine. You know, knew who his Judas was. He knew who his enemy was. He knew the enemy was standing there with him, even though they were portraying to be his friend. He even knew that too. Jesus has done so many things in his 33 years. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, wow. There's no way I know everything. There's no way I know everything about myself. I'm still learning about me. How strong I am. How enduring. How Jesus gave me that. How, how his down on the cross. In his hands. The, the, the nails in his hands. They are significant. You know. And the thing. It's like. Jesus did all that for me. For me. Somebody he ain't know. Somebody he For me. He went and died for me. That I might have more life. That I can have. I can have a better life. He sacrificed himself for us. Even though we were cruel, we were mean, we were vindictive, we fight, we argue, we just want to uh, fight over land, want to fight over this, want to fight over... Come on, really? Sometimes we as people, we get petty over stuff that we can't take to heaven with us. So God, Jesus died for stuff that we want to be petty about, hold a grudge about, um... You know, oh, I ain't speaking to you no more. And, oh, you did this to me. and Come on. Really? Is it really worth all that? Is it really worth hurting somebody's feelings? Is it really, is it really, is it really, is it really worth all that? You know, so, like I said, that's how things are. Jesus' hands. Look at them if you think about it. He died for all the stuff that we want to be petty about. We want to argue about stuff that wasn't even ours. Or we want to go and bogart somebody else's stuff. Or we want to go and take something from somebody that don't belong to us. We want to have we want we want to do all these wrong things. But he died for us anyway. 
We want to lie on him. We lied on him. You lied on him. You denied him. And 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 then, oh, um, that wasn't me. God, Jesus is doing a lot of things for us. If you think about that, for us to still be here today, Jesus's hands. He sacrificed himself, nails in his hands and in his feet. For us to have a better life and a better relationship with. He sacrificed his life for ours. Can you tell me anybody else going to do that for you? Just think about that. All right, babies. I love you and I will talk to you another day. I will talk to you next week. Because God has given me this assignment. I love you. And I will talk to you all later. Bye, babies.